Oi, bruv. Agent Galahad here. Seems like we've got a big fucking problem on our hands. The Kingsmen have been blown to fucking bits, and hundreds of millions are going to die if we don't stop this psycho drug lord with a 50s fetish. In order to get the proper intel, I'm going to have to listen to the I'd Like a Refund podcast. Welcome to this week's edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ryan. Joining us, as always, we've got Joel here this week. Joel, what's good with you? Uh, sounds good to me because I'm back at number one instead of going to Cameron first. Um, I'd like to thank I felt the like, Academy. I felt like putting him in timeout after spending so much time talking about his Bachelor application last week. So, Do you want me to talk about applying for the Bachelor or TV shows I've applied for? If you'd like to, you want to. What was the most recent LinkedIn job you applied for? You can you can talk about it on here. Something at our former place of employment. <laughs> oh, uh, Barney's Beanery. Yes, Barney's Beanery. Uh, the nice. Santa Monica location, the one at the uh, Second Street Promenade. That's or Third that's Street. far. We don't we don't, yeah. got, we don't got to promote them. We don't go over there. You're right, but it's good. <laughs> go get your beans over there. Um, I will be a beanery soon. That's not the that's not the employee title over there. Anyway, no. Cameron's You'll, here too, right? You, Cameron is here as well. Cam, what's good, dude? I don't know why you made fun of me for the whole bachelorette thing. Who's but, making you know, fun of you? No one you made were. fun of you. I heard why? you say. Yeah, actually, it's funny. It's funny because I the episode clip, you know, episode highlight from last week that's on Instagram, the one where you say, "I think you'll get cast on the Bachelor." I I played that. You for sent my, it to the producers. I played that for my family, and my mom said, "I want to beat him up." <laughs> so job. yeah I, I'm, I'm not invited over to cameron's house anymore no you're invited so, over no no just, so I, can get, just so I can get beat up the rule is that to come into my house you have to have a vaccine though so. oh well i mean i got my first i have already, some so. vaccines well there you go well you have you to have the specify. covid it has oh. to be the covid one. Oh well you didn't joel didn't say that so ryan can come over all right i'll come over after i get the second one um joining us also this week we have our next guest episode we have our good friend sergio ramos joining us sergio welcome to the show oi bruv how you doing <laughs> oh I, I don't even know what that was at the end how you doing guys hey this is not your first time being on a podcast right it is not my first time being on a podcast the other one had 18 million listeners watching oh so this is more elite than that yeah it says 36 million i was I was gonna say just thirty six. We're pretty elite. I don't know if you guys know this, but we we just launched our first Instagram ad, our first Instagram promotion. So oh, I'm we're glad I was elite. told about this. I Is told that true? You. Did we do that? I told no, you. No, you said you were thinking of doing it. I'll Venmo you right now. Oh, yeah, I did it. Nice. Oh, do I have to Venmo because I'm on this episode? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. How did, yeah, well, I'm excited. How 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 does it work actually? What's it going to do, Cameron? Uh, so there's going to be some little kid standing on the corner in New York City. He's like, get your – I'd like a refund here. Yep. Hear ye, hear ye. Because it's a throwback to his favorite film, The Greatest Showman, we've where the, already, ki- the kid <laughs> – We've already reached 980 people, so. Crazy that none of them nice. followed us. That's not That's true. Not we got true. one follower. I think, I think <laughs> both of the people that followed today were from – from Sergio over here. God damn it! Yeah, good job, Cam. I was and excited. We didn't pay him anything. Yeah, he he volunteered his time. Pay me in friendship. 
There you go. <laughs> no, I've, I've been, I've been looking forward something. to getting on this. Good, good. Well, you came onto the show this week because there's a movie that you really wanted to come on here and talk about. And that film is Kingsman, The Golden Circle, the second iteration of the Kingsman franchise. Before we get too deep into this film, we're going to give you our quick synopsis, tell you a little bit about the movie. There is a new threat for the Kingsman to entangle with in Poppy and the Golden Circle, the world's number one drug trafficker. But before they even learn what she's really up to, she kills the Kingsman, leaving only Eggsy and Merlin alive. Their ranks decimated. They turn to the Statesmen, their cousins across the pond, in order to figure out what Poppy's true plan is. All right, so that was the brief synopsis for Kingsman Golden Circle. Before we get going here, as usual, I do have a question for the gang. Um, Sergio, I'm going to let you go first with this one since you're a special guest, so hopefully it doesn't take too much thought from you. But Kingsman, spy movie, right? Kingsman's a pretty cool spy agency. In all of the history of film and cinema, what do you think is the best spy agency out there, and which one would you like to join? I kind of like the same. I, I'm, I'm assuming they'd be the same answer. So, Sergio, we're going to go with you first. So surprisingly enough, I definitely would choose Kingsman. I think they're very interesting. They dress super um, fly like too. With so. spy yeah. movies, yeah, they're they're dressed so nice. But um, obviously, with like spy movies, there's a lot of things that are over the top, and you have like this vast resources. I like a lot of the stuff they had in the movies. I would definitely do Kingsman, even though I don't like the second movie. All right. Uh, Ryan, let's go to you next. I, I wanted to Google and look up like fictional espionage organizations to see if there are any good ones. Um, it's really Mine's so basic. I mean, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many to choose from. There's way more than I thought there would be actually. Um, I would probably just go with the IMF, uh, from the mission impossible franchise, mm -hmm. the impossible, which their name is the impossible missions force, which I just think is hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what it's, I forgot that's what it stood for, but I think that's top a great notch name. riding. I know. Right. Um, but none of those characters like are ever in any real danger. So just, you go around do cool spy shit and not have to worry about anything. The only person that's in danger in that franchise is Jeremy Renner. Cause he got cut from it. Uh, but everybody else is doing fine. Um, so yeah, I'll join the IMF. That'll be a good time. Cam. I'm going to have to go with Hydra. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, these guys are pretty badass, That's right? That's a great I mean, answer. They, they, they went all the way to the top. You you do know Hydra started under Nazi Germany, right? <laughs> That's why he chose it. Like, you did. Did I, you know that? I thought, wait, are we saying our favorite haven't or the you seen in, Haven't you seen Indiana Jones? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> did, wasn't, or... the que wasn't the question which one we would want to join? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! It, well, it was. It, it I, was. Like, I didn't hear that part. It was like a two-part question. Like, what's your favorite slash? What I, would you want to join? I didn't realize that. I thought it was like what was like the coolest one. I thought that <laughs> the reason it was my favorite was because the like that's one of the things that Marvel actually did well is they handled the Hydra like the Hydra storyline really well. Yeah, that's why Winter Soldier is such a good movie. Exactly. Yeah, like that is one of the things <laughs> I have to get Marvel. No, I won't, I don't want to join Hydra. <laughs> you definitely uh, didn't know um, their origins. <laughs> no, I knew that they started in Nazi Germany. Then why so why would you not want to stick with it then? If you Cuz I don't want to join. Okay. Well, you got to oh, listen Jesus. to the question then. <laughs> well, what would you join then? Well, cuz I was thinking cuz I what I thought Joel was going to ask is that if in like the Kingsmen, the you know, or the Statesmen, they named themselves after a drink. 
what drink would they name themselves after? I was going to say simply lemonade. But Wait, hold on. that was hold not so the he's, question. He's, he's answering What's his happened? own question. You're answering a question you made up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, okay. I am. All right. Um, can, I, can, I, can, skip... can, can I just go through some of these great ones that I found on here? Um, Let me answer first. MI6. You're not going to yeah. pick any. You're not going to pick any of these. I am right? absolutely picking MI6 yeah. because yeah. I want an Aston Martin. Absolutely. I, Aston Bond... Martin? Yeah, Aston Martin. I thought they were Aston Martins. Ashton? Ashton. Ashton, Ashton Martin. Ashton. I guess that's just my Aston Martin. My lips. Uh, my lips. Your lips? Oh, someone else on this episode has a lisp too. Um, yes, I have lisp. <laughs> he picked it up from the first Kingsman movie. Uh, yeah, I'd pick MI6. MI6 would be so sick. All the tech that Q would come up for me. Awesome. Oh, Paddington. Yeah, great now, guy. Now yeah, that we're like talking about it, I, I know, Cameron, you're about to go through the list. Or not Cameron, Ryan. Oh, you're gonna go through the list. It's okay. We look a lot alike. I just, I just thought of two really cool ones. Obviously, Tenet. Yeah, you didn't see that Cameron right away. Right away, that Cameron would be sick. That's what I was doing. Yeah. That one, and then tenet. if I could change my answer, I would go with K and D. The kids next door. That's a great answer. That's yeah. like, you know, I love that show. You know, they were so all of the ga- all the gadgets were so imaginative. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, I want to be, be part of Inspector Gadget. All of, all of those kids could beat up Jason Bourne. All of. Them. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, who's gonna be, be the private contractor, Jason Bourne? No, all 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 these other organizations <laughs> would beat up Jason Bourne, especially. Um, SSSSS Squad, which is the Super Special Sonic Search and Smash Squad from the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which I think is that's a great name. Uh, I could literally just pick a random one on this list that I found on Wikipedia. Shouts to them. Um, So, Sergio, you picked Kingsman the Golden Circle for this episode of the show. Before we get into that movie, I want to ask one question to everyone and see if we're in agreement. Do we think that the first film, Kingsman the Secret Service, is better than this one? Does everybody agree yes. on that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, 100%, right? Yes. Cameron hasn't answered. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, we don't have to really worry about the first one unless we're talking about things that make sense in regards to the second one. No, so the first my question... one was so good. I love the first one. <laughs> the first one is really good. Um, so, Sergio, I asked yeah. you then, why did you pick this film as uh, as your episode for us. If you were such a big fan of the first one or just like the first one, is there a reason that you felt this one was so bad that you had to talk about it on the show? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the first one. I skipped watching it in theaters and then everyone was raving about it. And then I finally rented it, watched it. And I was like, wow, this is really sick. Cool movie, fun movie. Love it, fairly creative. So I was excited for when the second one came around and, you know, it's probably what everybody says about the second one. It's, it's the exact same thing as the first one, but it just doesn't hit the same way, you know? And it was also super long. I didn't know that this movie was going to be about two hours. Right. I went to go watch it. I'm usually pretty good. Yeah. I went to go watch it today and I saw like two hours and 20 minutes. I didn't remember that. I thought it was like an hour and 50 or whatever. It's like, dang. Like, oh man, I thought it was like six hours long. <laughs> At points, it feels cut. that way. Yeah, the Kingsman, Snyder cut. The Snyder cut. <laughs> it's funny you say that. The original cut of this movie was over three hours and forty minutes, and uh, I watch it. Oh, and twentieth century, twentieth century went to 
uh, Matthew Vaughn and said, you could either turn this, you could turn this into two films if you'd like. And he's like, no, I'll just cut an hour and a half out of it. Oh, basically. what a terrible decision. Yeah. What a bold. I, I uh, was surprised was to read that. Very bad day. <laughs> um, yeah, but so yeah, were you, were you, um, were you looking forward to this one? Now that because you said after you'd seen this one, did you see this one in theaters? And were you looking forward to going to see it? Yeah, I did see this one in theaters. I want to say I even saw it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm ready to go. Like, looks great. But one thing that kind of threw me off was the like five minute trailer, like that gives away a really big spoiler. Something that they should have not put in the in the trailer. You know, in the trailer they show that Harry's alive. They do. And he's on like the, the poster. poster. Yeah, yeah, all the promotional material. Well, they, yeah. don't, don't they, they don't hide it. Don't they also show that everyone dies in the beginning? They show that everyone blows up yeah. in the beginning. Well, they yeah, show but, they show everything getting blown up, but it doesn't imply everyone was in there, right? Well, I guess. Yeah. So when I – so I realized I, I – so I never saw the first one. Um, I really wanted to, and I never saw it. And then I had seen in the break room one time the like last 20 minutes of Golden Circle. And I couldn't remember if Harry was still in it. And so I, after I finished watching the first one, Ryan was kind enough to send me the screen pass for Movies Anywhere. And I was like, I'm just going to go into it blind. I'm not going to look at the IMDb yet. And then he sends it. And the very first thing, it's mm-hmm. the big picture of the poster. And I see Harry just right up front right there. And I was like, oh, okay, so he is going to be back. Yep. No, it's, um, it, was a, it was an interesting choice by them to just flat out not deny that he was going to come out. It was the same thing like with, uh, with Superman, with the justice league movies, which we talked about recently, they did the same thing. We're like, he's in all the, he's in all the promotional materials in justice league. And then they're like, Oh, but is he coming back? We don't know. It's like, no, he is like, everybody knows it. Um, originally Matthew Vaughn toyed with the idea of making him like, uh, what's it? Harry making the new character, like his half brother or turning him into a zombie. Those were his two other oh, ideas no. before deciding to just bring him back to life in this one. And the way he back. brings the way he brings him back to life is wild. Like it's pretty, yeah. It's like it's absolutely crazy. Um, the tech that they have for this one, like you, we talked about all those other spy organizations. Like a lot of their tech makes sense. The tech in this franchise is just so otherworldly. It's just absolutely insane. Um, Which, but that's, like, what's, that's what it's like when it's based off of a comic book, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, especially the first one, like, it's so out there, but you you love it. You know, you can't, like, get enough of it. You know, it's like, oh, like, this umbrella yeah. can be changed from a stun gun to a shotgun to, you know, it's bulletproof and all this stuff. And I don't know, like, the first one was really fun, and it set these, like, this, like, lack of limitations on what the organization could be. And then the second one, like... It wasn't even it wasn't even that stuff that made it weird. It was everything else about the movie that made it weird. It's I, it is weird. Yeah, Cam, what do you think? Did you enjoy watching Kingsman: The Golden Circle? I think you guys are wrong. I'm gonna say you like this, right, Cameron? I think that I think that this movie is actually very good. I do. Do you think Do you think it's better than the first one? No, the first one is the first one is a very good movie, yeah. uh, and so. Some- one I, of my buddies described the first one as a guilty pleasure movie, and I was like, "No, that movie's just good. no, no, like, yeah, that's no, it's just, just a good, flat good. out good yeah. movie." Yeah. You know, Matthew Vaughn is very good at yeah. what he does. Kickass is so good, mm-hmm. right? Kickass mm-hmm. is a fantastic movie. His um, his film as a director, his repertoire is 
pretty solid, honestly. Right? X Men First Class. It's the yeah. best X Men movie. The best. I agree. The best right? X Men movie. Like, yep. right, Joel? He... Do you think it's a good one? Oh yeah, you know, because I've seen all the X Men movies. <laughs> Jesus man, um, he, his action sequences are so well directed, and you, I mean, you know, they have a obvious flair to them, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's him. But like, I remember seeing this movie for the first time and being like, oh okay, you know, I, you know, it's it's not as I think I think the issue was the first time I saw it is I was comparing it too heavily to the first one, which is what you're obviously going to do with a sequel. But it's been so long since I've seen the first one. That when I went back and watched this one, this time I was like, you know what? This is like, this is very good when it stands on its own. You know? Yeah. I under- I mean, no, go ahead. Sorry. I, I like I understand. Like it has issues, right? You guys were talking about this movie is two hours and twenty minutes long. It's a little over long. They could have you know cut a little bit off of it. You know, there's some fat that they could have trimmed. Um, and you know, some of the jokes don't necessarily land, but like like overall you know we we get you know i got what i signed up for when i you know started the movie i wanted more sequences that were full-on action sequences you know obviously nothing touched the church action sequence from the first one Mm -hmm. but you know they they tried many times they tried and like the thing was is they had more action sequences uh, of that type of and they were all and they were all set the same way where it's like the quick the quick cuts and just like yeah. beat 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 set to like a great sound and uh, soundtrack behind it and they're all they very good yeah they're all very good action sequences do they match the church sequence no because no. we didn't know that was coming and we expected that yeah you know in the second one plus um, the plus the tone behind the church one because like he's drugged and everybody like everybody's drugged so that's why they're extra violent that's what makes yeah. that one so much better than these other ones yeah and, and yeah it's I mean that that's such an awesome scene in the first one where everyone in the theater. I know Sergio, you said you didn't see it in theater, and Joel, it sounds like you didn't see it in the theater as I well. I didn't see. I didn't see it in the theater either. See, I so I was the only one who saw it in the theater apparently, and everyone was just like, everyone was silent, and they're like, "What?" Especially after you know he gets shot right afterwards. It's just like right. this incredible you know sequence. And so, does the second one have something like that? No. Um, but it's so over the top and it's it's just like a, it's just like a fun movie. Yeah. yeah, I would even go as far as I would even go as far as saying this is the best movie that we've um that we've watched on this podcast so far. Well, let me let me put this out there because I feel like I may have been kind of leaning the wrong way with what I've been saying so far. I don't necessarily dislike this movie. As a matter of fact, I I kind of liked it. Not even kind of like I I enjoyed it. There was just a lot that I thought was kind of odd decisions or weird story beats, the little things here and there that I thought were a little pushing it a little too much for me. It, it was kind of getting past that point of suspension of disbelief, you know, where I was kind of like, okay, now this is kind of pushing into an area. Like, I mean, again, this this organization has freaking umbrellas that can shoot shotguns, yet there's still things in here that I was like, I don't believe this. Like, this is mm-hmm. kind of dumb, you know. <laughs> um, but I mean, I would like I said, I don't I don't hate it. I don't love it. You know, it, this is a very uh, typical Joel answer for this movie. Like, I'm, I'm pretty much right in the middle with this one. I think the biggest fault you could have with this movie is trying to compare it to the first one. Because it's just, it, the first one is just untouchable. Because the second one doesn't, doesn't get made if the first one isn't as good as it is. Right. Um, so, and I, I haven't really 
put my stance on this. I more lean to what Cameron's saying. I think this movie's a good time. I really enjoy it. Like it has its faults, and we're gonna get into a couple of those. Some are pretty egregious, but not to the point where you know it's a turn off for the movie. So it sounds like you know the three regulars on the show kind of either don't mind this movie or enjoy it. So I ask you, Sergio, what makes you dislike it enough to want to bring it up to us here? Um. <clears throat> Well, part of the reason why I chose this movie as well is I wanted to stick true to the I'd like a refund aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of the two movies that I say I went to the theater and was like, that was a waste of my time and a waste of my money. Okay. There you go. There's a good reason to bring it on to here. And finally, finally somebody on the show that actually would like go ask for a refund. (laughs) I wanted a refund for Collateral Beauty, so... That They they don't give refunds away for that. It's your fault for going to see it. (laughs) I, I definitely did not go and ask for one, mm-hmm. um, but I wish that I had just maybe rented the movie instead. So yeah. I don't want I don't want to. Yeah, I want a refund. That doesn't necessarily mean that I hate the movie. I just wish that I had just seen it in a different atmosphere. I wish I had gone and known that it was two hours. No, well, that I was going to spend. Two like hours I wish theater. I saw this three Stellas deep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently two Stellas deep. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny that you bring up uh, like people go like maybe not wanting to go see it in the theater as much because the financials really these are very interesting financials that I want to give to you guys for Kingsman the Golden Circle. So the budget for this film was one hundred and four million dollars. So pretty pretty much a blockbuster film. And it released in I think I have September. Yeah, September 22nd, 2017. So kind of like the. It's post-summer blockbuster, but before Oscar season, so it's kind of like in the dead zone a little bit. Um, so you would have thought this movie maybe would have cleaned up, you know, after the after it had done so well uh, with the first iteration. I just thought that was an interesting release choice for them. Well, they released the first one in February, right? Um, which is a garbage month again, and that's why. Yeah. That's what are you why about? this is so, a Valentine's Day movie. That's why it was so insane when the the first one was so good was because it was garbage month, right? And no one yeah. was expecting it. No, not at all. Did um, that come out in 2015? To, uh, yeah, 2015. 2014. Oh, no, it's 2014, I'm pretty sure. It's 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah, 2014, yeah. It came out around the same time as Focus. Was Focus always also 2014? Was it uh, 2015? But Focus so 2015. Damn it. Was it okay? Uh, so yeah, 2014 for the first one and they dump it in February, which isn't as bad of a month as it used to be, but back then it was a tough month. And then September isn't, like I said, it's kind of a dead zone where you don't really know what types of movies you're going to get. It's like a hodgepodge. Mm -hmm. So you would have thought maybe an established IP now an established IP maybe would have cleaned up a little bit with their sequel. Um, because the first film only grossed, uh, 414 million worldwide. Um, which is still a solid number for an only unknown, unknown you're talking IP. about uh, original film man i, well, I mean, said, other than uh, the comics right it's a, but i'm saying like it's original yeah, ip yeah, yeah. so it did pretty solid yeah, the first really time well. around so you would think that maybe the uh, second time around the numbers would have been better after the critical acclaim of it but you look at the opening weekend it's just under 40 million for the opening weekend the domestic total is just over 100 million and then the total itself is actually $410.9 uh, million. So it actually grossed uh, less 
total than the than the uh, original. Why mm. do we think maybe people didn't want to go see this one in the theater as much? Because we've had instances where a sequel isn't as good as the original, but they still pay to go see it. So what are we thinking, Joel? I'll throw this to you first. Why do you think maybe people just didn't pay to go see this in the theater? I don't know. Like honestly, it's kind of a, a weird situation because mm-hmm. I think the first one was good enough. that it would draw people back you know how there's some of those movies where you're like oh yeah this first one was good but if it's a sequel like i'll 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 check it out once it hits you know red box or digital or whatever yeah um but i think like again i never saw the first one in theaters but had i or even had i seen it prior to the second one coming out i think i absolutely would have been in the theater checking this out um so i to be honest with you i don't have an answer i i don't know what the reasoning would be for for the lack of people in the seats you know yeah it's it's very interesting I think it's so, word of mouth. Uh, I think, you it's think word of... so, so. You think the word you the word of mouth of this movie maybe not being as good was stronger than the word of mouth of the franchise had what what it had done previously. Yeah, I think. I think the thing was is that, um, I think the runtime is something that you know would have, that also could have drawn you know pushed people away from seeing it in theaters. Like, yeah, two hours and twenty minutes is a long movie. Like I like, you know there's a time and a place for it but like for the type of movie like people who want to see kingsman and people who are excited to see kingsman um i feel like that audience that they're going for is not the audience that wants to stay two hours and 20 minutes to watch a movie right you know it's like it it's a different experience than you know a marvel movie right the audiences for marvel movies go for long movies right yeah, they're they're in for the long haul. Um, yeah, this is you know this is a little bit different, um, and I really do I really do think it's a word of mouth kind of thing because I remember when it came out, everyone said, and this is what we were talking about. The you asked someone how was Kingsman, what was the first thing they said? It's not as good not as, as, good the, first as the first one, one. Yeah. right? Yeah, it's like a universal thought. Yeah, and you know what? That's and that's right. And a lot of people when they hear it's not as good as the first one, they think, "Oh, I'll wait to see it." I know I do the same thing when someone says the yeah. sequel's not as good as the first one. Um, you lose the sense of urgency, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and so you know they're right. When this is compared to the first movie, it's not as good as the first one. It's still a good movie though, and it's still a movie I'm happy I saw in theaters because you know the action sequences were awesome. I'm curious, Cameron. So, Cameron, you're saying, you know, word of mouth is kind of what you think may have been the cause of this. Mm-hmm. Sergio, you said you did see it in theaters. Did you have friends asking you what you thought of it? And if so, like, do you remember kind of like what you would tell people about this after you had finished seeing it? I think I just went straight to saying, maybe wait to see it. Yeah, there you go. You know, mm-hmm. the, the first one's better. Yeah, see, exactly. I mean, right, but right, I, exactly I do what think. Cameron said. Yeah, basically the same thing as Cameron said. But there's also another factor that uh, I think plays into this is that I believe the f- it came out in September as well. So I think more people were more excited about seeing it because it's coming it around come October. That's a good point. Yeah, around Halloween time. Like it, it in I, no better terms, I'd rather it, cannib- see it. it cannibalized it. Yes. Uh, uh, see, see what I did there? Uh, uh, it came out good September morning. 4th, I believe, 2017. Okay, yeah. So you know, September Halloween's 4th. around the corner. Halloween's the around the corner. One. You just got done watching all those summer blockbusters. You're in the mood for something scary. People are probably going to choose it over Kingsman, and I think that's probably what happened. That's why, like I said, I think it's just such a weird 
spot to drop it. Like I don't under this could have been in the summer months. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand why they didn't release movie. it in the summer. That doesn't make sense to me. Did I understand. I I understand the first one not releasing then, but the second one like definitely could have gone there. I'm not. I don't think it got pushed. Huh. I didn't see anything in my research that said that this got delayed at any point. Because um, Matt Reeves is, or, or excuse me, Matt Matthew Vaughn uh, went right from right from the first one to this one. Is this Vaughn is directing the new one? The King's Man? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah. cool. That one that one obviously got pushed back. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I have one more thing to throw in. Um sure. I could be wrong, but when did Apocalypse come out? X-Men Apocalypse. Did that come out before this? Or what was the last X-Men movie he did? I believe X-Men Apocalypse. The last Apocalypse. one the last one so the last one Matthew Vaughn was involved in was Days of Futures Past. Oh, he was man. he was, he oh, okay. was so he didn't go in Apocalypse. Okay. He did screenplay on that one. So good. Yeah, mm. so he wasn't involved in Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix, which are atrocious compared to the Thank other God. two. Thank God. That's what I was what? thinking. I was thinking maybe people thought, oh well, those were flopped, so I'm not gonna watch his well, next fun- one. But if he wasn't involved in it, right. then that's not well, the answer. That kind of brings up another interesting point. I wanted to talk about Matthew Vaughn for that. I feel like you are Fox already has him in the pipeline with these Kingsman movies, I'm surprised that they just didn't keep him on to keep working on the X-Men films. Cause they had something good going finally with those. And they just went right back to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh man. Uh, Brian Singer. They went right back to Brian Singer oh. who, and him and, uh, Simon Kinberg. Wait, and did Singer do apocalypse? Singer directed futures past. <laughs> and then, uh, I believe he directed apocalypse and then pass it off to Simon Kinberg. For Phoenix, um, wait. I thought you said Vaughn did Future Past. No, he was a writer on Days oh, of Future Past. Oh, he was Past. a writer for yeah. Future he was a writer Past. on that. He did the screenplay. Um, well, yeah, the still... only one he the only one he directed was First Class, which again is, in my it's opinion, the best, the best X Men yeah. film. Yeah, Days of so Future I, Past is the second best one though. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that they chose to move him off of that in favor of going back to Brian Singer. But maybe maybe he just had a passion project for. Um, for doing kings but this guy really likes comic he book did, movies yeah. he, he really likes know. comic book movies but <laughs> he did his four four in a row he did or excuse me five in a row to be kick-ass x-men first class kingsman the secret service kingsman the golden circle and then the kingsman all comic book ips that he's working on wait um, dude i just i had i knew like if the kingsman was happening but i hadn't looked into it too much i just looked and that's another movie with a freaking great cast yeah like, that cat that cast yeah. is incredible so sick daniel brule yeah. Um, Stanley Tucci as Merlin, which is funny because freaking uh, Mark Strong and Stanley Tucci could probably be brothers. Um, <laughs> Bald, Baldwin, Aaron brothers. Taylor Johnson, <laughs> yeah, Ray Aaron Fine, Taylor Johnson, like Aaron Taylor Johnson playing a relative of our lead, Eggsy, in the original yeah. film because they have the same last name. Uh, no, this cast is incredible. Um, and with I'm it taking really... place earlier in time, I, I'm excited for that. I, yeah, I no, it'll be really that. good. Yeah, Ray Fiennes playing the Duke of Oxford. Like, um, it's going to be, I, so that brings up another interesting question. It's like, are we excited for the next one? I think so. For me, I kind of just mentioned right now with this being something that's taking place like early 20th century, it's different. You know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see what was the tech that they were playing with back then. Yeah. It may still be some of the similar stuff that we're seeing here in, in these, you know, first two Kingsman movies, but that kind of tech taking place at that time period is a much different scenario than that tech taking place right now. You know, not necessarily that it's like, Oh, I can believe there's a spy, you know, organization out there with these, whatever they are, you know, 
pens that are actually poison. Well, that's not that unrealistic, but you know what I mean? Like there's the underground facilities and stuff like that in the back of a suit shop. And I don't know, it'll be interesting to see this playing out at a different time period. I think that'd be a lot of fun in the, the early days of the Kingsman organization. We could see the first car that drives into a lake and turns into an, into like a submarine, yeah, an underwater <laughs> like airplane. Yeah. No, I would love. Yeah, you're right. I think that would be very. Uh, what about uh, Sergio? Are you excited to see the essential prequel to these films? I feel like they're going to probably go in a different direction, knowing yeah, kind of the reception they got to the second movie. Yeah, maybe like I'll a little less definitely. Campy. W- yeah, I'm definitely not going opening day, and I'll <laughs> see what opening weekend was like, and then I'll what if I take make my decision day? off that. I I love watching movies with you, so I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Because you get out of the movie, yeah. Joel's like, wow, it was good. Yeah. No matter what <laughs> yeah. it is, he gets out of cats. He's like, wow, it was good. Okay. He's going to be like, he's going to be like, oh, there's something for everybody. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, you know, you know something that Sergio and I saw together is cool. Phantom Thread. Oh, nice. There you go. Well, yeah. So when he walks out of that one, he goes, oh, yeah, it's good. It. There we, you go. We, Sergio and I went into Phantom Thread. One guy walked in behind us. It was just the three of us in the theater. And that guy walked out like halfway through the movie. <laughs> Granted, we, we saw were, that at like what? Like 11 15? Yeah, it was, it was very late. It was super it was late. Super and late showing. I was thinking, we stayed, we were up there. We watched the whole movie. Obviously, we sat through the credits. And I was just thinking, I was like, wow, like, that guy must love movies. He sat through <laughs> the entire thing and the credits as well. Like this guy's like here by himself. He must love movies. And then we turn around and he's gone. <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even see when he walked out. And, and I know Joel said the same thing. He was thinking the exact same thing. Like this guy snuck out. I don't know where he went. <laughs> We've seen some interesting movies together. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. That was a good one. That's not. That's uh, not. An, that's not an interesting movie. That's a good movie. Our friend, our friend that we were seeing with was talking through the whole thing. He's like, "Dude, what the hell?" <laughs> like, he, he freaking hated it, dude. That movie. That movie is yeah. not good. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's cheesy. It's uh, it's fun. I enjoy. Just it. read. Just read the book. I yeah, but then read. you have to read. Book. Yeah, I can't read. What's a book? Yeah, you know we can't read. Oh. Otherwise, it'd be a book a book podcast. <laughs> Oi, bro! I have a funny Oi, story bruv. about a book. Okay, I'm interested. Go for it. So I had this yeah, sure, book. It was he's called like, the, there's this book called the Holy Bible. It was called the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, and on the side of it is a massive swastika. Right, like that's just like the cover or whatever. And you were so, like, I should join Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I I had this girl over once. And we're hanging out on my bed and she looked at, she looked at my bookshelf and she's like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, Oh, that's a book about the rise and fall of Hitler. She's like, I'm Jewish. And so it was, she thought I was like a neo-Nazi and like, uh, but yeah, so that's my story about a book. Cameron, I said you were, you were a Morpheus Nazi. Yeah. (laughs) Cameron can't go a single episode without bringing up, some girl that some he's, girl that, yeah that he's that he screwed something up with <laughs> I, I didn't okay know that, <laughs> jesus <laughs> if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna keep bringing it up and telling these is it just inherent to be having knowing a girl for me is that what it is, is you just no i it's really I it's more about the, without it's it's more about the book than the girl this time like 
Ryan and I were laughing in the edit because we were talking about the part where we talk about the socks, and you were like, I asked this person one time if they wear socks when they sleep, and we were like, notice how he just said, like, that person? We were like, that's very clearly a girl. <laughs> I was keeping Karen them anonymous. <laughs> Jeez. This is all good uh, for the bachelorette. Don't worry. We're trying to help you. We really. This episode really is just to promote camera. It's on the my audition. Yeah. Yeah. That should hey. be like our whole goal. We need to get this guy on the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah, you could be the Bachelor. You could be the Bachelor yeah, and have twelve girls competing for man. you. Twelve well, girls, dude. There's like last season there was thirty nine. Okay, let's you know. <laughs> oh, uh, I I don't watch the show. You know but I will watch when you're you on. Should. You should. You know what last season will have in common with every other season though. They will I, not I, fall in love. I, yeah, I won't watch it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <So>. me neither. <laughs> if I'm on the show, will you watch it? I'll have to, yeah. Oh, thanks, I'll have buddy. to check yeah. it out. But I'll only have, have to like, I'll, watch I'll, parties. I'll, I'll only have to watch one episode, though, so. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mom's definitely going to beat me up after that one. Cameron's oh. going to have a I little, hope like, I win. <laughs> so I hope I, you win, I'm too. Spite you. No, see, that's where I draw the line. You shouldn't be saying, I hope I win. You should be saying, I hope we fall in love. That's a good point. This isn't a game. Love is not a game, It's a Cameron. game now because Ryan made it one. <laughs> He's just like, I won! And then he just dumps the girl <laughs> at the at the live show. Oh, just you mean like, like all of the people who go on the show? Okay, yeah, there are a couple yeah. couples right. who are Hey, left. okay, we, we got the money. Let's split up now. There's no money. Oh. What I are you talking about? Surprise. Sponsorship deals? Yeah, pri- well, that's true. The prize is eternal love. No, but that's the thing. If you go on The Bachelor... No, it's not. Like a, that's not the prize? That's like No, I'm <laughs> saying if you go on The Bachelor, you're a D-list celebrity for the rest of your life. So it's not so, like, you know... Well, good thing you're okay with being a D. <laughs> Cameron, I look forward to finding out more about your audition on The Bachelor. But you know who else auditions? All of the people that were in The Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Yes. And this cast, Joel talked about it a little bit briefly. This is a, a good pow- Thank you very much. Transition about, God. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I wanted to talk about the cast in length a little bit because it's very strong. Um, it's I very would ar- Mark Strong. I would argue that the cast in this one is stronger than the first one. Even though the movie's better, I think the cast is stronger in this one. Because um, yeah. from we last Elton one, we, John. we lose. Oh, yeah. Elton John is great. The first one, we lost Michael Caine, Sam Jackson, and Sophia Batella from the first one. And this Rip. one, we we added Julianne Moore, Halle Berry, Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges, and Pedro Pascal to the main cast. Like, that's that's a monster cast. Yeah. Cameron, what do you think about this group of actors they put together for this? You know, I, I think this group of actors is exceptional. They are so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just found out Kansas lost to USC, so I'm a little pissed right now because my bracket is screwed. I didn't yeah, because your bracket, bracket wasn't screwed day one. I'm in first place in my league. You're leading the league? Yeah. You're leading the league? And my group, yeah. Hmm. So, just for the record, but, you know. Good. I'm glad the audience cared. Um, yeah. I loved Mark Strong in both of these movies. I think yeah. he was the best character in both movies. Maybe no, not the best wrong. character, best performance for no. me. Oh, uh, yeah, no, best performance. Best performance, yeah, yeah not yeah, best character, best no. performance. Uh, yeah. I think the best performance, I'm going to be honest with you, was Channing Tatum. He, <laughs> he was hilarious in this. <laughs> was so good in this. Um, 
Sergio wants to fight you right I'm now. I'm really mad. I'm going to be honest. Did something did something happen with Channing Tatum? Like it seems like you're they trying had to, a are larger... you trying to fig- are you trying to figure out why they wrote his character out for like yeah. the second half of the film? Yeah, do you know what it was, Ryan? No, there was no real reason. I don't think there it. was a reason. I think it was more of a like it was like how he was in a uh, Hateful Eight. You know, well, it's, it's just even less like, so in Hateful Eight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I it's guess kind of like this guy who's there. Like, it's just it's another one of those things. Like, okay, going back to uh, Murder on the Orient Express and Knives Out, it's just kind of like a a, a cast baiting type thing. You know what I mean? Like with Channing Tatum, and it's like he's only been movie well, like twenty minutes. The, the interesting thing with Channing Tatum is that for the longest time, he had the moniker that he couldn't act. Like mm. that was a big thing for like for Channing Tatum Maybe struggling Jeff. to get roles. So. <laughs> What was interesting with films like The Hateful Eight and films like this one, these were opportunities where he could start getting better as an actor and be in these big-time films but not be on the screen for a vast majority, not one of like the leading roles. So this is around that time where he was taking roles like that because it was um, this was post-Magic Mike, uh, I was which is say, like his big breakout role. Anyone who um, he also came up. He can't act. Hasn't seen Magic Mike or Magic. Oh, he's Mike a good too. like he he's a good actor now. But like we're way past Double uh, XL was excellent. We're way past um the step up Channing Tatum or my personal favorites the Coach Carter Channing Tatum. We're way past <laughs> those levels. Um, but this I, was a thing. This was a thing that was going on with him is that he was getting like smaller roles in bigger films outside of the Jump Street franchise where he was the best character. I'd really Street love franchise. to see Channing Kill Tatum it. in. A Wes Anderson movie. Oh, yeah, I would like to see that. That'd be such a interesting clash. Not one of the animated ones, though. I want to see him in the. No, I want to see him. I think it'd be so funny, like you know, with kind of Wes Anderson's take on like I don't, I don't want to say stinted, but right on like you know direction, right? It's very you know yeah. like square-ish, and I think it'd be funny seeing um Channing Tatum this very big person kind of doing the movement that Wes Anderson movies kind of require you guys are maybe he could w- do the superhero movie that one of you guys suggested in the Justice <laughs> League episode well I mean his um nice callback his Gambit movie fell apart multiple times so he's available to play another superhero <laughs> um you guys know more about Wes Anderson films than I do as I, I just started watching some of them uh Wes Anderson tends to be one of those directors that brings in a lot of the same people in his films, but mm-hmm. usually he'll have like two or three actors that he hadn't worked with come into his next film. And then they essentially just join his roster of people that he picks from over and yeah. over again. Yeah. And he's um, also very big on bringing in very no name people. Well, yeah. Like grand Budapest was great with that. Um, mm-hmm. with, uh, I don't want to get his name. I don't want to get Tony Revolori. Tony Revolori, and then I guess what that what year did that come out? Twenty. That was like early Sir Ronan. Right. That's yeah, that's, that's where I was going. With. Like it was young Sir Sharonin. I think it was. I think it was right. Early... I think it was right after Brooklyn. Right after she did Brooklyn. So no, she had like God no. 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 I don't think. What so. the hell are you talking about? No, Brooklyn was just <laughs> Brooklyn was like twenty thirteen or something like no. that. No. No. It was like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, Brooklyn was like very recent. That's wrong. Brooklyn was in twenty fifteen, and Grand Budapest came out twenty thirteen. That's not. Okay, so that first off, 2015 is not recent. It is very it's recent. No, That's when six, I graduated high school. That was six yeah, years ago. I'm still young. Um, okay, so yeah. So it God. was it was early Sir Ronan. You're right. Um, but yeah, he does that with his movies. And I know Channing Tatum's not really an up-and-comer anymore, but it would be you're right. I think it would be cool to see him in a role like this. Uh, Sergio, is there, any, is there anybody in this cast that really stood out to you, like your favorite character, the actor that you thought was really good in it? Don't say JB. He's like, no, I hate all the dog. 
I, I don't hate all of them. Um, <laughs> you guys, I, well, my my biggest thing with this would be I feel like a lot of the actors didn't get used enough, and I know we're That's just kind good, of cast baiting here. Uh, I would have loved to see more of Jeff Bridges. I love Jeff Bridges. Yes, I'm, I agree. You know? Yeah. He, that could, it was the same thing with, like, Michael Gambon as Arthur in this one. Like, you bring in these, like, high-profile actors to play, like, the heads of these companies, and we barely see them. So, I know Michael Gambon's reason is because they killed him off, but you didn't have to get a good actor if you were going to do I that. I like Julianne like, Moore. Julianne, well, some of these characters, and Julianne Moore definitely – fits this they are very cartoony in this mm-hmm. movie no no one is more cartoony than bruce greenwood is the president of the united states yes um, yeah. we'll also the it. president and national yeah. treasure too because it's he true can... well he was much better as the president in that movie um but you know i'm with you sergio i think jeff bridges is the actor where like you you're watching the movie you're like oh cool jeff bridges is in this and then we only see him again like one other time um, it would have been really yeah. cool to see uh, him Channing like... tatum go ahead sergio i agree <laughs> Well, I was gonna say we're we're going back to going back to some more Channing Tatum talk. Uh, I feel like this was a very like we're saying he this is like a huge wave for Channing Tatum. He was getting all these roles in other movies. He just came off Foxcatcher the year before. Or, yeah, or he was great in that. Before. Like I feel like I would have loved to see some more Channing Tatum. You know. Just if you want to see more Channing Tatum, just see Magic Mike. I was gonna say you see a lot of Channing Tatum in there. <laughs> A lot. You know who else? I would have loved to see some more of Roxy. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Ro- Roxy, Roxy's a huge part of the first one. And then in the second one, yeah. she just gets taken out. I blown still don't up. think she, she got still blown up, bruv. I don't, I don't think she's dead. I no, thought she survived I somehow. Thought, yeah, I don't sure think she's dead. They she they inflated her head and fixed her nerves and she's just no just look at just like look at how they cut it though like that shot like she she jumps off the bed or whatever she's going somewhere and then it cuts to the wide of the building and then the missile dude the hits, whole so. thing collapsed that's yeah but you, you don't know dumb, what though. kind of yeah the you way know, the what missile kind of hit the, the house the missile hit like the front of the building and like that blows up first well, and then hit, the like, back it, half of the building blows no, up. It hit like the courtyard. Like the driveway, yeah. Yeah, it hit the courtyard yeah, and blew the up courtyard. the inside. It was like, what? How does that work? Um, but the, the yeah, thing with that location the... doesn't work. But okay, I mean, hit... are we really going to say she's not dead though? Like, when are we? It... Like, I, because no, I thought the same thing, but okay, they're going into the King's Man next. Do you think there's going to be a Kingsman like. Three, I, like so well, it's Vaughn says be, he has a, like a fourth one. There's gotta be yeah. Channing Tatum. Vaughn says he has a script for a sequel to this one, but he wanted to do The King's Man first before he did this one. Hmm. He also said he wanted Dwayne the Rock Johnson to be the villain in that one. Um, Hell yeah, which would be just absolutely wild. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's out of the question to say that somebody survives uh, a, a missile explosion when we literally had a character shot in the head. In the first yeah. one, and he's still alive. Yeah, but you know the the yeah. thing is about the whole shot in the head is it makes sense that he didn't die, right? Because we saw the reason why. I don't see that they'll be able to find a way to make it look like Roxy didn't die. Uh, yeah, but there's they've <laughs> they, I'm just saying they have. <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I love um, the way that point was rounded out. There's, I just don't think we can rule it out in this franchise. Um, I think it's interesting that we anything uh, is possible. Exactly. You know what yeah. this movie makes me think of? I, you know, I, I really want in the next one for Hugh Grant to be in it. Hmm. 
Do you want no Paddington? One's say anything about that. Do you want Paddington, who, Hugh Grant? Who who do we have? I who want, do we have coming I out in the Kingsman? Who's I on want there? Hugh we discussed Grant this already, Sergio. To play the villain. Oh. Because he yes. was so good in Paddington too. I just told you Dwayne Johnson's gonna play the villain. But what if they're like villains together? Like what if they're like a couple? You know? And they're like gonna <laughs> take over the world take. together. Okay. I think it would be Then Gar would go after them. No. We'll get we'll get okay. Wait, so okay, it's the rock that they're saying they want to be a villain? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Because, I mean, I, I don't know. It just feels similar to, like, when they went with Dave Bautista for, what's it called? Uh, oh, Spectre. when he was Inspector. And he yeah, was, like, for, like, yeah. two minutes. He, he yeah. Like, yeah. He was, I think his name was, like, Hanks or something. But, yeah, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't talk, and he gets killed. He's just a big body who gets killed. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think you could liken it to, like, I guess what John Cena's role is going to be in Fast and Furious 9. Oh. <laughs> no, he's a he's the good guy in the Marine. I think I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna Suicide go. Suicide Squad Two, Electric Boogaloo, Cameron's most anticipated movie of 2021. Cameron's like, I really can't wait for Suicide Squad because I love David Ayer. <laughs> Has The Rock played a villain yet? Is uh, would this be his on first WWE? He did. He did. He did on WWE. They he call it a heel. heel in the business. Yeah, he was a heel. Um, as a villain in a movie, well, I, I don't know what they're doing with Tooth his fairy. black. Well, his if you fish. watch the movie San Andreas, to Mother Nature, he was the villain. Uh, I'm he not was, gonna watch San Andreas. You should. He was, he was the villain time. in Young Rock. Nobody. Who's watching Young? Oh, Rock? I'm watching Young Rock. <laughs> when do you have you time? Are. When do you have time to watch Young Rock? Um, after work. When he's not editing. Oh, that's right. All right, <laughs> he was kind of the villain for a little bit in um in Moana. I guess oh, he was more of an antagonist than a villain. Um, I wanted to round out the cast here a little bit because I noticed that when everybody was going around saying like who they liked and who they liked seeing it, nobody mentioned the established characters. Taron Egerton and yeah, uh, Taron Egerton, and Colin Firth, and Mark Colin Strong. Firth. I said all- Mark Strong. You only you yeah, only said did. it in reference to Stanley Tucci though. Well, no, said, earlier I said, said that I think Mark Strong to... is the best performance. That's what. Oh you yeah, said. you did. Yeah, say that. I yeah. think I think Cameron agreed too. Yeah. Oh no, I don't agree. I think Taron Egerton's the best. performance. Yeah, I I was gonna say I think Taron Egerton drives this movie and he drives Taron the first movie great. too. He's fantastic. Yeah. I just I think. Have Mark you seen Strong the movie the entitled Rocket Man? Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say you liked Rocket Man. I knew it. You know, he and John Elton. John, I said. John Elton. John Elton. Elton John. Oh, no. John. They became really good friends on this movie. It's true. Yeah, and that's how. They hit it off. That's how um, when Taron Egerton was auditioning for the role in Rocket Man to play Elton John, he got Elton John's blessing before he signed on for it. He was like, hey, are you okay if I, if I do this? And he was like, you'd be great at it. Yeah. And yep. he was right. Like, that movie – I think that movie's good. Some people think it's kind of whatever, but you can't argue that his performance is exceptional in that movie as well. It's better He's than a... Remy Malek, and he won an Oscar. So That's, he did. That's a true. That's true. Um, Taron Egerton's a great actor, um, and I hope that they make a third one of these just for the reason behind wanting to see his character again. Because I think Eggsy is a really good character. Yeah, I think yeah, Eggsy's super great. Suave. I don't. He's super. Yeah, I, I think he's a nice guy. <laughs> now he plays the I role like really Eggsy. well. Yeah. yeah. Eggsy's great. I, and I really like a Galahad, and he's fantastic, too. They're both Galahad. 
in this. Nah, I know, but OG. It's really confusing. Yeah, it is. Well, even uh, Pedro Pascal's character's like, you two got to figure out this code name thing. Like, yeah, it's getting yeah. confusing. He was good in this too. Nobody mentioned Pedro Pascal, but this was before, obviously before Mandalorian. Like this mm. was, I think this was. This was, was Narcos. He, and, it was after Game uh, of Thrones, right? It Game was after Thrones. Game of Thrones, but right when like Narcos was going on, it's so, like before he really blew up. But like he was great in this. And yeah, I he think was, Pedro, he no, he didn't blow up. He, was, he got thrown in the meat grinder. I'm, he was no. he was pretty big when this came out. Not he was probably big. I mean, not I as big as he is now. Right, that's my point. Like he's in this cast of characters, he's billed eighth. And granted, the seven people ahead of him are very well known names, but um, he really took off. And Pedro Pascal is one of those actors like he could show up in anything, like any movie, and I'd be happy to see him there because I just think he's that good of an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not a long list of those types of actors, at least in my opinion, that could do that. But he's definitely one of them. I think Channing Tatum is one of them. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he picks good roles for himself now, which is great. Um, Hugh Grant. I just want to go through your whole list right now. And The Rock. Just keep going, yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone you want in the next Kingsman. And Saoirse yeah. Ronan. Hey, let me know when you're done. You you keep cooking. I'll be I'll be ready. No, that's not me cooking. That's The Rock. Oh, oh yes. can you can you smell, smell it? what The Rock is? That's right. <laughs> I got you there, Ryan. <laughs> I do. Yeah. That. Yeah. Probably most things you cook are burned anyway. And oh, that is, that feels personal. And by the way, <laughs> I am incredibly good at cooking. Wait, Cameron, how do you so... burn a PB and J? I've never burned a PB and J. Why? Why? Why don't you just eat it cold? I am <laughs> incredibly good at cooking, Ryan. I think you should know that. Cameron, do you use tomatoes when you cook? Yeah, sometimes. Why? Well, because it's interesting because on the tomato meter for Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> our, we're, we're, oh sitting at a 50, we're sitting at a 51% for Kingsman, the Golden Circle. And then the audience score is at 64%. I think, that, I think that's too low, but I also think I get it in terms of like being a middle-of-the-pack rating. Yeah, I think if someone came to me and just said, "Hey, I enjoyed this movie more than Guardians of the or I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy more than this movie," that doesn't make sense to me. You you lost the Guardians of the Galaxy discussion. It's yeah. over. <laughs> I like, did that's not done. lose it. You I did. It's done. How would how would you say I lost that when both you and Joel were like, "Oh yeah, I can kind of I can not kind of I see where you're coming because from." Because we're we nice said, guys no, and are willing said, to bend a little bit. We said we can understand your points. Ryan's yeah. willing to bend more than I am. Um, we can understand your points doesn't mean that we agreed with them yeah no, that, i don't saying that you agree but you understand my points right so you yeah. don't understand any of our points no i understand in the words of willie <laughs> there Walker, you go you okay. lose um i i was shaking day, my head sir. that entire episode i was just like what it's a good movie yeah hey why don't you like this it's boring oh can you elaborate on that <laughs> yeah it's just boring i did elaborate <laughs> on it you guys wouldn't let me elaborate. You were That's like, well, keep true. telling me. Well, it's because was... Ryan was too busy shooting lasers through the screen at your face. Yeah, Ryan tried to <laughs> kill me that episode. I thought I was going to die. He, I, I actually meant to call Ryan afterwards to make sure he was okay because I thought I, I thought our friendship was permanently damaged because no, of that episode. No, not over. No, no way. No. If you had said something bad about, like, Infinity War, then maybe, but not, not Guardians. I can't because okay. that movie isn't great. Exactly. Um, Sergio, what do you think about the 51% on Rotten Tomatoes? Do you think that's kind of about right for the critics? Or do you think it should be lower since you're not a big fan of this film? I'd say that's about right. Honestly, yeah. I think that's about right. Um, 
Where do you the, think where do you think the first one's rating was at? What do you think the first one rated at? I would go high eighties, low nineties. You're close. Yeah, that pulled up. You were close. It was seventy eight seventy eight percent. Oh wow. So okay, so I think that's grade. I think that yeah. is too low. I think I think critics I think some critics are turned off by the um how overdone it is. Like over stylized? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I checked uh I checked the Metascore on Metacritic too. They had it at a forty four. So the second one? Yeah. Like they have yeah. it they have it super low as well. I think the first one is in the seventies or maybe high sixties. No, the first one is a seventy four percent. No, I'm saying on Metacritic. Oh Metacritic. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think the drop off is justifiable from a critic stance because you're not getting anything in this movie that you didn't get in the first one and it was done better in the first one. So there's a lot of repetitive items in this. I still think the movie is good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things left to want in a sequel with this film because it, there's not a, it's not that nothing happens. A lot happens. It's just like maybe like nothing substantial happens in terms of interest as opposed to the first one. I don't know. It's it's well, surprising. I think, big, I think a big part of it too is, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but the this world isn't new to us anymore. That's now true. it's taking something that we're already familiar with and putting it just in a new situation. The first Kingsman had all the allure of like, oh, look at this, like, oh, the umbrella, mm-hmm. or look at their their suits yeah. are bulletproof, and right. oh, that lighter's a hand grenade. It's like none of that's new in this movie. We're familiar yeah. with that now. It's that's where I think this movie needed to have a, and I'm not saying this one was bad, but I think this movie needed to have a stronger story to allow what was established in the first one to come to full fruition. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there, Joel, because the first one had, you know, not only the villain story, you know, with Samuel L. Jackson, you know, his plan to blow, you know, to make people angry to lower population or whatever. Um, but there was also, you know, the whole training, you know, um, there's the whole training. Yes. Yeah. The training, the, the, tra- and... the training port part of the first one is yeah, probably it, the best part. Of it's very interesting. Of and, you know, you're learning yeah. about the world. You know, you're learning about the world with Exy. And like I and, you know, I do. I think, you know, we do need to give him credit because, OK, well, how do you explore that world even more once it's already been established how do you explore that world even more oh okay well let's explore the world what it's like in america with the Mm -hmm. same kind of thing right and so there still is kind of this you know um bit of exploration but you know it's hard in spy movies to you know once they figure it all out once you know it's all, all this newness and we've established uh you know the you know the whatever the organization it's hard to get that feeling again right and that's something you're going to miss in all sequels and so i think that that's something going back to you know the in the third film the king's man is something that will be we can refresh again right because we're going as an audience as a viewer we're going Mm -hmm. to be seeing it for the first time again so to speak and i think that's somewhere kind of like you were touching on sorry sir joe I'll, i'll get back to you right now but like the they kind of missed the mark with the statesman, in my opinion. That's one of the yep. things that was a little weak about it was because we don't see them use the statesman's tech until they're busting onto Poppy's Island, right? Mm-hmm. And they're hitting the baseballs and all that stuff. That's the first. I love that almost, one. That was great. Yeah, yeah, great almost yeah. the only time when we're seeing them use the statesman's tech. Like, I would have loved 
a segment, even if it was just like one of the smaller missions, but a whole segment where we have our Galahads in statesman garb, you know, and they're they're cowboys. Because there's even That's like when they're point. going on when they're point. going on missions together, you you have whiskey as uh as as uh, Wonder or, Woman. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, you have him dressed in his cowboy garb and everything like that, but the Kingsmen are either still Kingsmen or in like some other attire. Whereas I would well, like to like, see them get outside, thrown out, into this, and and outside of the lasso, he just uses guns. So yeah, exactly. We don't get that same like like Cameron. You were kind of you made a good point. Like the the exploration that we're getting to see out of this is oh, this is what it's like over in the United States. That could be so fun, but they didn't push it far enough. You yeah, know, they, I see they, what you're, it was I, just kind I, of I like a agree. here's their version of it, but we're not going to show you it yeah. in use. You know, uh, Sergio, since we're talking say? about. I, I don't remember what I was going to say, but I got something else brought up. Since we're talking about their gear, I want to talk about something that I didn't really find necessary, and that's the tracking device condom. Okay. There were so yeah, many. I, there was, oh my that God. was one of my biggest issues. with. I was like, what? I there can't were, believe this. I mean... It, that was a rough scene. You, I don't know if you guys, because um, I don't know if you guys pay, or saw this, but when that happened, there were a lot of articles written about that sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, yeah I, I, I feel we all agree, and I feel everyone who agrees that that was maybe something that was, you know, done purely for the shock factor of it, yeah. right? It was like, you know, it didn't need to be in there um i know because i was watching this with my family and i was dreading for that part to come up uh because i was just like you know all right it's happening you know kind of thing um yeah because it's just it's just it's just wildly uncomfortable yeah, it's I think... like it's one of those things you can expect in a spy movie right in a spy movie you can expect fast cars fighting sex but that was just kind well, of so unnecessary, man. Why, why, does, I, why does that have to be the way that they extract right. DNA well, from her? Like, so I, I, I don't know about you guys. Like, I, I wasn't going to go too far into details about it just because it is fairly, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of, you know. Um, yeah. We're not like, going to even describe fully what the scene is. You'll exactly. have to watch the movie to, to see it. Um, but that being said, like, part of me, because you know how he says, like, when he's talking about it, he's like, oh, what do you want me to do? Like, shove my finger up her nose or something like that? Yeah. I yeah. thought that he was going to get himself into the situation that he did and then do that go to the nose like i thought i would have liked that like, i that thought he funny, was, yeah. they were going to lead us down this path of believing oh he's gonna do this and then throw the curveball and go the other way and then he didn't and i literally was watching this like like i can't <laughs> believe this like yeah i can't believe they would take it here but like you were saying ryan it's one of those things that it's it would have been so simple to have been like why any other way that we could have yeah. done this you yeah, know like, why does that. it have to be this it, even if they wanted to keep it like a a thing you know because there's that plot point of he facetimes his girlfriend oh you know, my so god like, which is like terrible <laughs> and it's like that Even if they awful. wanted to keep that plot point in, there were so many other ways. It, that it they could that have was gone funny though. This. I liked I liked that. I thought that was funny. What part? Him facetiming her? Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that portion. But what I'm saying is, I think even if they're they're set on keeping that beat in there, yeah, yeah. the tracking device. There were so many other ways they still could have gone yeah, with it, it while the stakes like, being similar. It could have been. You like just a have. You just have to. That was like 
on know. his tongue that he like exactly he kisses her he, or something yeah, you know yeah, exactly and yeah if Absolutely. you just have to set up a plot point where uh tildy gets mad at Exy, there's other ways you could have gone as mm-hmm. opposed to the route that they went um i think that's the biggest issue well there's a lot of issues with that scene but i think that's the big one is it like it was very uncomfortable yeah, yeah, it was it, not. It, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was not an enjoyable scene to watch. Honestly. And like that, it's uncomfortable from the place. It's like it's not like you know. Obviously, movies that we. It's not like you know, sex and movies or whatever is like uncomfortable itself. It's just, it feels very um, assaulty, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, non-consensual, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, and like there's there's other places where it doesn't feel as uncomfortable. You know. Yeah, I mean, we get that kind of humor yep. in the first movie, and it works well. Yeah. You know, it, it works with the movie, whereas in this one, it was that was one of my biggest negatives was that whole sequence. Really, it, like from beginning to end, that whole sequence was just like this. Like Ryan, you you put it in the best way possible. Like there are so many other ways you could have gone about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awkward watching them hit on her as well. Yeah. Oh like, my none god. Of the line. Obviously. Um, Whiskey's and they do that in the first movie too. Didn't last. Yeah, like they, that didn't land. None of his pickup lines landed. But then I felt like Eggsies were just kind of super corny. Like that's not that's not game, fellas. Don't take notes from him. It, well, line, what it felt like was oh, that wait, kind of like that's why I haven't been able to get any women. <laughs> You're getting dating advice from Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> the, the girl's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Oi, bruv. My name's Eggsy." <laughs> No, exactly it, it uh his lines felt very much like like i get what you're saying they felt cheesy but the way he plays it and this is going back to you know how his performance was great but i feel like he's playing it as the like i'm intentionally being cheesy but in like a you know quote-unquote heroic way like i'm saving you from that guy by knowingly being cheesy you know and him playing it that way is what kind of wooed her in a bit like oh like he he came over here and and did that for me ish you know i don't know that it was a very weird sequence i didn't need it they don't they don't write any of the female characters all that well in this so what are you talking about halle uh, berry was fascinating no she wasn't oh my god she <laughs> i was, didn't she mind was... roxy and i mean obviously roxy in the first yeah, one, roxy's great, great. yeah just they story. write the they write his mom's story well in the first one too. yeah it's true I don't know why in this one, I mean, like, Julia Moore's character is just a cartoon villain, basically. Like, I'm, you need to show your loyalty by shoving your friend in my meat grinder, and then I'm going to make a hamburger out of his yeah. dead carcass and make you eat it. It's like, what? <laughs> or, or by the, by the way, one of my notes, one of my notes was that that burger looked disgusting. Oh my god! Like, and then like dude. they like the camera's like focusing in on him, like hovering his jaw over it, about to chomp down and take a bite, and he's just waiting and waiting, and then he does it. It's just it's so gross. Like it's I don't I know there's like I know like gross violence is a part of this franchise, and you see that in the first one, but there's just gross elements in this one that just were unnecessary, and like it I I, I didn't need to see this dude eat a burger made out of his friend. I just didn't need that. You to go back to a point that you were mentioning right now uh, about like the female characters being written poorly. Freaking, uh, what's her name? The the chief of staff who was played by Emily Watson. She's like standing up to the president. I was like, oh cool, like her character is gonna be like really cool, like standing up for. She's standing up to him because she's a freaking like 
drug user as well, so she's yeah. going to be affected. So it's like uh, right. it's just personal to her. It's not a matter of like you know like her actually caring about people. I was like, what a waste. That was such like, a throwaway. I work twenty hours a day, seven days a week for you, and I, sometimes like I need. Voice. Sometimes no, I was going to no, say I, I, no. I can do the Mickey voice. Oh, I I need to do some recreational drugs to get through the work week. Oh, that's the same voice. <laughs> no, oh, I was boy. doing it different. It's the cadence. <laughs> the, the voice is similar, but the cadence is different. That's okay. the difference. Well, Who's Cadence? Um, tomato, um, tomato. Cadence Clearwater Revival. We already talked about tomatoes. Ryan, Rianne, same thing. Rianne um, Johnson. Rianne Johnson. Um, yeah, we. Uh, no, you're right though. Like that character was set up to be interesting and just threw it away. Um, Goodbye. Just, to, just for oh, another reason for... to make the president. The president just the scummiest dude on yeah. the planet. I want to transition us into the final act of this film because that's where I think things get really crazy in this one. Maybe a little bit off the rails too much. I'd love to hear everybody's opinions on that. But before we do that, I'd like to throw a quick word to our ads. So let's talk about the ending of this movie, the final act, and a little bit about how we get there. So when Eggsy and Merlin go to uh, meet up with the statesman, they're all just trying to work together and figure out what Poppy's evil plan is. What we find out is that she's essentially laced all of the drugs that she has uh, in her in her wide range market that she's ship- shipping out to everybody, and it's causing the blue rash for everyone, which leads to um, multiple different symptoms and then eventually death. And when they finally figure that out, between trying to like recover an antidote. Uh, to anything they can to stop Poppy. What really pushes it over the edge is Eggsy gets a phone call from Tildy, his girlfriend, and she's infected with a blue rash. And on the call, she goes paralyzed, which is the third stage right before death. So the sense of urgency comes in for him, Harry, and Merlin to go to Cambodia because that's where Poppy's uh, head headquarters is. And what's interesting about them going to Cambodia is that it's just it's just Harry Merlin and Exy and Merlin is going to go into the field uh, again which he hasn't done in a really long time I believe uh, so that's he's, since Exy's he, dad died right, right. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that was his last mission but it's the last one we've seen um, for yes. sure because yeah when Exy's dad died it was Harry and Merlin and his dad I, I believe that's the case that's why that's why Harry picked Exy. Uh, for the program in the first one. Um, but they go to Cambodia, and right as they're about to approach Poppy's lair, Eggsy steps on a landmine. And what happens next is honestly one of my favorite moments in the film. The country he, road? I love that. <laughs> I, love I it absolutely too. love that. Because he hints at John Denver and Country Road multiple times. And yeah. if, you pay, if you listen at the very beginning of the film, the score that's playing is like an mm-hmm. instrumental of country road. So like yeah. they hinted that song so many and that's times. The, the movie ends on that too. It does. Um, Eggsy steps on the landmine and Merlin uses a freezing uh, thing to swap. He pushes Eggsy off the mine yeah. and takes his place and steps on it. And he sacrifices himself while he's singing uh, country road by John Denver and blows up a bunch of the men. That was the part where I saw this. The first time I saw Golden Circle, I saw it from that point to the end. And honestly, that scene was what drew me in. I was like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And so I finished watching the movie. No, it's a fantastic scene. Um, and then we have 
our big scene after that, they storm the field, take out all the soldiers to another one of those quick cut action scenes like we have before. Mm-hmm. Except like I mentioned earlier, this one was set to Saturday Night's All Right uh, by Elton John, while Elton John is also fighting some of the soldiers. Yeah, because he's been held prisoner. He was a leftover prisoner from uh, the from, previous villain. From Valentine, I forget his yeah. name. Valentine, I, yeah. I think the El- like I like Elton John's character in it. Uh, his fighting sequences were um, a little not great. I mean, this he's is where John. he had that fourth wall break. Yeah. It was where he looks right at the camera. Two. Yeah, he looks right at the camera, smiles, his teeth glisten. Yeah, I, I mean, I get the whole thing's cheesy. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, I agree with you. It's cheesy, but like, I think it's not like they cringy. It's not like they. I think they did it intentionally to have it be that way. Yeah, so, I know, but it was just cringy. This I this during this scene, well. something else comes up that I haven't. It somehow hasn't come up yet, and it was one of my other parts of the movie that I didn't care for. And it was all these robots that uh, Poppy has. So she has the yeah. two robot dogs, and then she has that one robot that looks like literally looks like a like a video game character like that's in their world mm-hmm. and i don't know like i said it, it it was like pushing it past the suspension of disbelief for me it was like oh she has these like you know and like robot dogs and this you know i robot looking yeah. girl who shoots guns and stuff and well that's why that's why i i i really do think the third act of this film is where it starts to go off the rails mm-hmm. um because it it just kind of it loses all sense of realism. And there wasn't that much in this franchise to begin with, but this one just throws it out the window. I, well, and if I, if you don't mind me kind of skipping no, forward in where we're going to go here, like I just feel like there's zero payoff for both villains, you know, yeah. because once we get to the point where they, they've defeated everybody else, it's just them and Poppy. They have like a quick little fight with her, slam her face on the ground or on the, the table. And they and inject, inject her with, with the, with the drug and it was like that's it she there's no fight there's no like oh well i secretly had the antidote already like no she just she dies she gives him the password and she dies and then that's when we get whiskey coming back in and he gives his whole speech as to you know his his pregnant wife died because some drug addicts were robbing this convenience store and they fight him which great fight scene is very fun fight scene reminded me kind of of uh uh this is or what uh shawn of the dead when they're oh, yeah, doing yeah. it don't stop me now you know it kind of had that vibe to it being in the diner and all that but then it's like okay he goes into the meat grinder and that's it you know yeah. there was just zero i it felt i felt like valentine's payoff was better than what theirs was the same and the same thing with charlie when he when uh Eggsy's fighting him yeah, true yeah um he he hacks into his arm and pins him down and then snaps his neck yeah um so yeah, you're yeah the villains like we set up these villains the whole movie and then the, you're right the payoff's just not really there yeah poppy never but, really does anything in the movie no, she, like she she's she operates in the shadows and has all of her henchmen do things which is a fine thing to do um but then when you have that confrontation for there to not really be anything of note it kind There's of no thanos like i'll do it myself moment you know it's just like yeah oh, well, she's like she's more menacing to her henchmen than i'd say she yeah. is to Eggsy and to mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. galahad i agree yeah um but yeah, it wipes out our villains, and they send these drones out that she had. Because what she wanted was the president to sign the declaration to ha- to basically make all recreational drugs legal. No, not just or not. Re- oh, yeah, not recreational. Drugs. Yeah, sorry, all drugs legal. Like, cause she she was trafficking heroin, cocaine, mm-hmm. like a, a whole litany of things, and Ecstasy, that's what she meth. yeah. 
that's what she wanted. She wanted all drugs to be legal so that she could come back to the States and be one of like the major Fortune 500 companies that she deserves to be. Right. Um, and then he was going to double cross her and not do it and let all those people die. But she doesn't know that. So she has all the drones with the antidotes and Eggsy, after drugging her, gets her to give him the password. Mm-hmm. And after they defeat Whiskey, they send it out and it cures everybody. So the our villains don't really get a lot of payoff and it kind of just ends the movie abruptly with everybody getting cured. But the one thing I wanted to bring up about the actual disease that everybody gets, it's really dumb what they do (laughs) with everybody. Like first you just get the blue rash, which is basically, it just looks like it like heightens your veins in your body. Basically. Yeah. That's exactly Um, what it looks like. And then you just start (laughs) that stage two is ridiculous dancing. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, like that. Just, I, I'll take I, that it was disease. Just so, it was so funny. I, would I then, after that, after had the... this disease at the Warner Brothers <laughs> holiday party. At the holiday party, he did. I have videos of that. <laughs> but, yeah, but yours was that yours is wasn't fr- yours wasn't from lace drugs though. It was just from that is an effect of drugs though. That dancing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can do it while sober. That's my superpower. That's my secret cap. I'm 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 always dancing, sober dancing, dude. The way that the people so because then the next step is they go into paralysis, right? But then very death. The death is brutal, (laughs) brutal, brutal. Oh my god, dude! Like their eyes burst out and they're just like bleeding from all their orifices and like. (laughs) That was another thing is that that a little miffed me was the timing of everything. Because it seemed like some people, it would just, like, happen instantly. And then yeah. others, for, like, the plot, it'd be like, oh, well, I guess we're going to wait. Like, the whole thing with, like, his girlfriend, right? Is like, she had paralysis. Well, and his friend. Was, yeah, and they had paralysis with, like, so much time left. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then, you know, once they got the vaccine or whatever, it was just like, oh, I guess everyone gets the vaccine instantly. We fixed yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah. like, that's a good point. Like, what if, like, what if somebody's, like, on the verge of, like, exploding, but, like, they're behind the back of the line getting their vaccine? Like, <laughs> what happens? Like, they just die. Like, how I do we just think about that when they that? show the stadium and they show yeah. the stadium while the people leaving? Oh, and I'm like, yeah, wait, and how did this happen? And it's all hilarious. just so chill with the, like, oh, yeah, our government put us yeah. in cages. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I love yeah. the, the direction of the extras. Just, like, just walk straight. Yep. Don't talk. Yeah. Don't do anything. Just walk yep. in a straight line. And, um, <laughs> It's so funny when we first see that Emily Watson's character has the has the blue rash and it cuts to their locking her in a cage yeah. and lifting her up and placing her amongst Dude, all of the other cages of people. It looked like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, except it was, it was people. It did. It was ridiculous. Like Or it, what, like when they went when it went wide, it looked like a cabin in the woods when you see all the like the monsters for the first time and they're like all in the yeah. little individual boxes. Oh, I, I was love seeing that. Citizen Kane. Okay. <laughs> it's just Am I the only that... one that's seen Citizen Kane. No, I'm just no. this is the Kane from Citizen Kane. <laughs> There's no Kane um, in Citizen Kane. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, that's the end of the movie, and then we have like a couple little quick things. Uh, the statesmen agree to partner with the Kingsman full time. Uh, Ginger Ale takes over as a new agent, Whiskey, something that she's been trying to do forever, but mm-hmm. the previous agent, Whiskey, always stopped her from going away to go field. Whiskey. Um, Eggsy and Tildy get married, and then Agent Tequila is now joining the Kingsman, it looks like, setting up mm-hmm. for potentially a bigger role for him in the sequel that may or may not happen. Hope and that and that 
is Kingsman the Golden Circle. So a couple of uh, – we kind of really liked it more so, but I want to throw to Sergio first because he was the one that disliked the film the most. Sergio, is there something that you think this movie could have done that would have maybe turned it around for you? Uh, uh, just to touch on those things I brought up before, I would have loved to see more of the other actors, more of the statesmen, right? Jeff Bridges, Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. I think they would have done such a good job being in there, like working side by side with Eggsy and with Galahad. No, I agree with you. I think it would have been maybe if it was like more of like a team up movie where like those I would like to team up more. Yeah, they all go on the missions together. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been interesting to see that. Um I don't know what could be done to fix this cuz like I said I like this. I enjoy it. I would watch it again, but I know it's faults and I don't know what I would suggest to correct those faults. Cameron, what do you think maybe is something that they could do? Uh, yeah, I mean I mean, I, I like this movie, so it's hard to, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it could, it could have been better. There are parts that could have been better. Um, like I said, some of my issues were just kind of like, there were just some things that were, you know, dumb, but you know, story-wise those things needed to happen. Otherwise the story Mm -hmm. wouldn't have, you know, started, right. Because like in the beginning with the arm getting things, so story wouldn't have started, um, and then at the end, with like everyone just magically getting the anecdote, the story wouldn't have ended, right? And so it's just like, you know, it's like things like that. It's like, you know, when I really, you know, when I really like think about it, yeah, I mean, there are lots of dumb things, but like at the same time, when I watch a movie like this, and maybe this is a cop out answer, but it's like, I shouldn't, you know, I, I, I'm not watching it to be like, oh, I'm going to think about how realistic and how, you know, smart the plot is. But at the same time, those issues weren't you know it wasn't like there were huge issues with that in the original one right you know no so um you know so i i can't really say like i i like i have any ideas on how to fix the film because i feel like as a whole like the issues aren't really anything that need to be you know Mm -hmm. i agree yeah that's what yeah i I feel this yeah i feel the same way um, what about you, Joel? Because you're kind of you're closer to disliking, but still think it's a good time. So, do you think there's something they could have done? I think it's just more of a matter of I, I'm very split between Cameron and Sergio here. Like, like I if you mixed them together, their opinions, it's kind of lining up with where I'd think. Because I actually think I might be leaning more towards liking it. Honestly, I I, I don't even think like I, I do. I think I like this more than I dislike it. Um, but I feel like there was a premise that was, I don't want to say promised to us, but a premise that was proposed to us that wasn't fulfilled. And like Sergio said, with the statesman being involved, I wanted to see more of that. And if we had these team-up missions, you know, where we had both tequila and whiskey there, and they were, you know, going along with Eggsy and, and Harry, and we were getting to see them maybe use one another's tech. You know, we see the Kingsman using the baseball bats. We see the statesman using the umbrellas and the shoes and whatnot, like, I wanted more of that. That was one of the things that drew me to it when they were, you know, putting out the trailers and stuff. And I just feel like we didn't get enough of that. It basically yeah. was still a movie just about the Kingsman, which is fine. I mean, it's the title organization. But if you're going to introduce this other organization in it, I want to see them involved more. Um, besides that, 
the music festival sequence again just highly uncomfortable really odd i think that could have been completely done without um Mm, yeah and yeah just a little bit more payoff for the villains you know like i said they i liked uh julianne moore's villain i think the way she operated was cool you know like like we said she was very threatening to her henchmen um i would have liked to see her be a stronger individual at the end i think that would have really helped out even if pedro i think had julianne moore's payoff been stronger pedro pascal's payoff would have still been fine because mm. we already got the payoff from the main villain and he's just kind of this secondary like like last hurrah type thing yeah. um but because hers fell so flat his just felt even more flat it'll be interesting to see which route they go if they do a third installment of just this group of characters whether they continue along the golden circle route of like a little more wacky and zany some wilder things happening or if they go back to their roots to see like where the king's man seems to be going and Mm -hmm. kind of grounding it a little bit more it'd be really interesting to see what they decide to do for that so we have reached the part of our episode let's find out if everybody here wants their money back or not. Um, I'll go go first. I'll get mine out of the way. I wouldn't ask for any money back for Kings from the Golden Circle. I knew what I was getting into when I went to see it. I enjoyed what I saw. No refund for me. Cameron, I'll go to you next because I think I know your answer as well. No refund for me. Yep. Uh, Joel, what do you got for nope. us? Do you want I'm money good. Back? I'm, I'm fine. I, I, I enjoyed it enough that I wouldn't ask for a refund. Nice. And Sergio... You picked it. You wanted to discuss it. At the end of this all, would you want your money back? You would be looking at $9 back for the full refund. I think what I would go with is, I know I didn't get a refund when I saw it, Mm -hmm. but I would go back, ask for a refund, and use some of that money to rent the movie later. I think think I'm... (laughs) I'm glad I watched the movie again a second time to kind of confirm that initial feeling that I should have just waited. I should have just rented it or waited till it was on some sort of streaming. So essentially what you're saying is you don't think this movie's bad enough or you're straight up like, I want a refund. It's more of a, yeah, this movie was not worth seeing in a theater. Yeah, I don't think it was worth seeing in a theater. And I know Cameron liked it in the theater, but I, it wasn't worth seeing in a theater. I could have I waited. I could have waited so. a few more months. Cameron saw it for free with one of his movie theater girlfriends. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> True story. You didn't fall asleep during it? Nope. Yeah, I, it just confirmed all that. I think with this last rewatch, that is the last time I will watch that movie. Yeah. But it doesn't put away the first one. I'll definitely watch the first one again at some Fair point. Fair enough. All right. So there you have it. We have no refunds from the three of us and Sergio getting his money back so he can invest it, use half of it to watch it at a different time, and the other half, God knows what you'd want to do with it. But it'd be better served for you than watching this. Um, so that will about wrap up everything here with Kings from the Golden Circle. Before we get out of here, Sergio, thank you so much for joining us, of course. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, is there anywhere people can find you on your socials, anything you got going on? Let the people know. Well, again, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. I I really enjoyed being on here with you guys. Um, I really enjoyed drinking this Stella. These Stellas. Yeah. How many Stellas did you have? Nobody knows this because it's going to be cut. But Sergio was like, "Can I go to the bathroom?" Homeboy (laughs) had like six beers. Yeah. I had the five. I did the five beers. I will probably.
probably not finish the sixth one. But yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. I'm glad I was here with you guys. And if you want, you guys can check out my Instagram. Uh, it's going to be Sergio Ramos SS RGIO RAMOS. I don't really post much on there, but find me there. And uh, I'm thinking about jumping in on the Discord with you guys so we can just keep talking about movies. There you go. Sweet. Nice, dude. Well, before we let you go for good, you know we do our movie recommendations at the end of every episode. Do you have something that you want to suggest for people to watch? Um, you know, we talked a lot about uh, Gwes Anderson this yeah. podcast, so I'm going to have to go with one of my favorite movies, Moonrise Kingdom. I think it's, you know, it's a colorful movie. We're in spring now. Let's go. Let's go with some Moonrise Kingdom. I love that you picked Moonrise Kingdom because... I've wanted to pick that before and I haven't. So I'm glad you Sounds did. Sounds like it's your fault. You beat you to it. Yeah. No, that's a good thing. I'm Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. No, I'm glad well, you, if you can't. It. If you if you can't pick that, Joel, what would you pick? Yeah, so my movie this week, uh, this had a little bit of Western in it, right, with The Statesman. And we all know I love Westerns, so I'm going to throw out one of my favorite Westerns out there. This one's not really a hidden gem. I think a lot of people have seen it. But this weekend, I recommend you check out Tombstone. Mm, nice. That's a good Let's choice. Cameron, Cameron, what about you? I'm looking at my letterbox right now. I'm trying to come up with a movie. All right, I got one. I'm going to go, and this is um, actually when Netflix was doing their, was starting off with some of their original films. This was one of their earliest original films uh, with um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's called The Kindergarten Teacher. Mm. Uh, it's a very, um, it's very interesting film. Does not go, definitely did not go the way that I thought it was going to. Uh, strong movie with strong performance from Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah, check it out. Watch At the Snyder just cut. You, Ryan. The Shut Snyder the cut. hell up, Ryan. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Um. So that will wrap up this week's episode. What do we have in store coming up? Well, you'll have to stay tuned a little bit. We got a little bit of a surprise on our feed for the next couple of episodes. So check those out on our socials. You could always find us at RefundPod on Instagram and all your socials. And as well as all of your uh, podcasting platforms, twi- uh, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check us out if you haven't already. Thank you all so much for joining us for this week's episode of the I Like a Refund Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.